Hi, and welcome to Gene Simmons Vaultcast Episode 2. Um, it's been a while since we've had a chance to sit down and talk about some of the music and some of the things that surround Gene Simmons' outrageous, gigantic, 40-pound vault. And a few things have happened in the past well, a month or so, which um, really makes it time to have a little bit of a catch-up uh, as more and more information about the vault starts to surface. Joining me today is Alan, who is uh, Baelish on the Kiss FAQ message board, and everyone else will know him as the author of the exquisite and wonderful oh. Kiss in Japan pictorial book, which, I'm sorry, that still is very high up on my book pile of something that I've enjoyed tremendously. So I'll say it you again. You make me blush. You make me blush. I'll but, you know, again. actually, I just realized, I just realized today is the second uh, year anniversary of the release. It was released exactly two years ago. Well, congratulations again. The feedback to that book, and even on some of the the message boards, which uh, sometimes get a little bit of a negative reputation, has been overwhelmingly positive. I don't think I've seen a negative word about it, which is really nice and refreshing. And the amount of time and effort that you put into the three printings, um, excellent. You can't. You you have no idea how much that means to me, and, and even two years later, it's uh, it's uh, it's amazing to to hear that. So so thank you very much, and thank you for everyone. I I got feedback, positive feedback from from all over the world, and it's uh it, it was truly a labor of love, and and thank you to everyone for uh, um, accepting and and enjoying this this book so much. So we're not actually here to talk about Kiss in Japan, but we can talk, start off this conversation about Gene Simmons in Japan. He was recently out in Japan promoting some projects, and I, I believe you had a chance to to talk with him. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yes, uh, I had indeed the, the pleasure of, uh, of meeting the powerful and attractive man when he was in Tokyo last month. And uh, we we got exclusive time with him thanks to the uh, the Japan uh, fan club fanzine Sakebi. So the original arrangement was for me to interview him for 15 minutes, and uh, the 15 minutes lasted about 40 minutes. So <laughs> that was uh, that was fantastic. Obviously, um, I've heard. I, I actually I met I met uh, Ken Sharp a, couple, uh, a month a week ago on, on on the cruise, and when I told him that 15 minutes turned into 40 minutes, he was really surprised. So, Gene was in in great spirits. Uh, he was really 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 nice, and uh, so yes, we we got to ask a, a lot of questions about obviously the vault. We tried to ask a few questions about Kiss as well. And uh, he was uh, there with uh, with Keith Valcourt from uh, from Rhino. Uh, we got to 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 listen to a few uh, a few clips, a few uh, very interesting uh, clips of uh, some of the songs. Uh, we could look at the book, could look at the the, the action figure, at the the, the all the all the little um, extras that uh, everyone knows about. And then uh, a day later, he had a press conference uh, together with uh, an company called Pan Records, Pan, not Pan Records, Pan Inc, which is, uh, I guess, the Japanese branch of Epic Rights. And so he was on stage for about 30, 40 minutes presenting the vault and talking about KISS and, and other uh, other ventures. 
and uh, had a short Q&A as well. So we had uh, the chance to uh, to talk to him and, and see the vault up close. How close? Uh, oh, very close. <laughs> <laughs> so close that people were, uh, you know, po- posing with uh, with the vault in front, behind, and on top. It was it was it was very fun, uh, very very fun event. That, that, that's really excellent. And of course, Epic Rights, for anyone who doesn't now, are now responsible for the merchandising and licensing of all things KISS. They are protecting KISS's intellectual property and maximizing new revenue streams for the band as we go into the future. So um, what, what was the sort of presentation that Pan was doing um, in, in Japan? Was it for licensing and possible new products or was it just uh, you know something else? Um, they, they were announcing that they were representing Epic Rights in Japan uh, and, and, and all their clients, including Kiss, uh, Madonna, Celine Dion, and uh, the Rock and Bruce brand was mostly what uh, was uh, the topic of the, uh, of the press conference. And Gene was kind of the special guest, but it took, of course, but Gene being Gene was the main attraction, I would say, of the, of the hour-long uh, um, stunt. Well, he's the main attraction wherever he is. He's Gene Simmons, and as you That's rightfully right. said at the at the top of the show, the powerful and attractive Gene Simmons. So, um, before we talk vault, I just want to kind of talk vault and you. What's your initial reaction to the vault product, and um, how does it kind of resonate with you as a fan? What what are you interested in with it? Do you like what they've presented? And you you've obviously had a chance to speak with Gene. Uh, where, where do you sit as a fan on the vault? Good product, interesting product, um, bombastic product. I I would I would love to to hear the the, the twelve hour uh, of music. That's uh, that to me. Looking at the book, looking at the, the the at least ten CDs. I think we need to mention that. I don't know if it's been mentioned already. Um, so yeah, the music. I'm 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 a big Kiss fan, of course. I'm a, I'm a big Gene fan, so I would really really love to uh, to to listen to to all all the all the the, the song that um, covers his, his whole career. Um, I I find the the package interesting. Um, it's it's really bold. Uh, the, the the price tag is not uh, not for the squeamish. Um, but again, for people who have one chance to meet to meet with him and to uh, to have uh, that experience, uh, it's 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 a very interesting package. Um, again, you have the logistic aspect as well. Um, so it's you know give and take. It's uh, it certainly uh, is uh, an interesting uh, an interesting uh, concept. And Gene's going to be in Tokyo, obviously, for a vault experience. Sorry, I, you froze. Yeah, we just lagged there. Um, Gene's going to be in Tokyo for <laughs> a vault experience. Let me ask you, will you go? I have decided yet. Um, if you can, if you see on the side, and I and I and I talk to to Keith about it, um, it says there are two dates, April seven and April eight, but we don't know where there will be. Uh, it says Japan. Japan is a pretty big country. Um, they don't say if it's in Tokyo. They don't say if it's in Osaka. I'm not going to Osaka for getting a 40-pound, 20-kilo vault back to where I live. So 
uh, I would like to, to get more information and more details as it gets closer before I, I make a decision because as I saw all, fa all sales are final and no refund so I want to be sure uh, what I get before I decide. So let's get into the interview that you did with Jean. Um, what, what did you cover on the vault? And, and I'm not sure how much you can share because obviously you were doing that for the um, for the Japanese fanzine, and uh, I would assume that you've got some exclusivity for them um, and the fans there. But um, what did you discuss with him, and and what were your biggest interests in uh, when getting the opportunity to talk with Gene to ask him directly? Um, well, what, one question that we, we, we asked were, was, uh, of course, the price tag and, and, and why and how and uh, whether he, he, he thought of this as a way to, uh, to f sort of counter the, 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 the illegal copying and all that. But he said, no, it's, it's, um, it's not, it, it, this price only works for me. <laughs> only I can. <laughs> command that price and I will fly all over the world to uh, to deliver the vault. No other artist is willing to do that. And I, I thought it was a very interesting answer. I will ask a question about why if uh, if the um, the Tokyo Expo uh, from a year ago was gave him the idea to to go back to to his vaults and, and, and to look into uh, his his archives because he, he really dug really deep for uh, uh, to put the book together, uh, we asked questions about. Um, so he played he played us a, a few uh, a few clips, and uh, we 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 asked uh, questions about uh, what what the, but about the selection of the songs. Uh, but as you said, um, the the content is is exclusive for the for for the fanzine. Okay, great. So. You went on the Kiss Cruise a couple of weeks ago. You were one I of did. Uh, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Twenty six hundred and a bit fans who uh, were lucky enough to go on Kiss Cruise Seven were in for a heck of a surprise. And we've already done a show with Andy about uh, you know the wonderful Kulik brothers and a lot of the other great stuff that occurred on the, the wonderful, uh, the wonderful Kulik brothers set. Yes, indeed. It was uh, certainly the highlight. And, and, and I'm going to be doing a follow-up uh, show with Andy for the rest of the, the, um, the cruise itself. But I do want to focus on, during the cruise, Gene did a Gene Simmons vault. Uh, what did they call it on the boats? Did the did did it have a name or was it just the Gene Simmons Vault Experience? You know, I think I think that was the official title, the Gene Simmons Vault Experience. It was a one-hour show presentation in the Stardust Theater, which is the the indoor uh, um, small arena where they play the the indoor where Kiss plays the indoor show. So it was seated very very comfortable. The place was packed as you would expect. It's a Kiss cruise after all. <laughs> And um, Gene was in was in great spirits, of course. So there was a, a, a three a panel of three: uh, Kid Valcour again from Rhino, um, Ken Sharp was on stage, and of course Gene uh, was there. Uh, there were a f there were really a few questions, but Gene doesn't need questions to get going. He just keeps he will talk and talk and talk. Um, 
there were a few questions uh, fielded to to Ken Sharp, and then we got again to to hear uh, a few a few clips from uh, from from songs that were on the vault. It was very well received, and, and you know, Gene, Gene, of course, was you know, preaching to the choir there. Obviously, everyone was. Uh, was clapping and chanting and laughing at everything he said. Throwing it was, it dollar bills up event. on stage. And... <laughs> almost, almost. I, I'm curious, was there just the one presentation during the cruise, or <clears throat> or did he do multiples? Because the, the Stardust wouldn't be able to hold everyone attending the cruise if they had wanted to go, obviously. No, I, I... no but you know that it's, it's, if you, it's, it's interesting to, to realize that there are a lot of different kind of people on, on this, on, on the cruise. And so, yes, the, the, the Stardust was packed and I believe it was simulcast, uh, on video in the Atrium, which is, uh, a, a, on the same level of the ship, but a bit farther down. So you, you can also have, it's, it's like the, a hotel, big hotel lobby. If you want to see comparison with a big screen, so that was live uh, on that screen, so people could watch it from there, if they if they couldn't uh, get in in uh, in the Stardust Theater. So a lot of people were watching. And again, um, the reason I said everyone is different. There are people playing in the casino, people eating at restaurant during during these things. Not right. everyone is like avid uh, for 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 uh, for any for everything. So. That was only a one-off show. Uh, however, the keys and uh, the, the the vault itself was available for several days, several hours a day, to for um, for viewing and for chatting uh, in another place near the casino, I believe. So, Jean wasn't there, obviously, but you could um, look at the vault, flip through the book, talk to Keith, um, several hours um, for a couple of days. So it wasn't a pleasure cruise for Keith. He uh, he was there to work. And, of course, uh, did they explain um, the roles? As far as I understand it, Ken Sharp has been responsible for the uh, text of the book, helping knock that into shape. Uh, Gene's memories of each one of the tracks, which appears in the in or on the vault. And Keith Valcourt, uh, who we have interviewed on the Kiss FAQ podcast, is the Rhino product manager exclusively for the vault very very nice person very well spoken uh, like you uh, very clear um you know when we interviewed him you know it, it, it was it was fascinating hearing the story of of the vault and of course now for everyone on youtube the whole presentation is now available on video so yes which for I do remember, however, before the presentation, they asked nobody to tape or record. But obviously, when when they start playing clips, you could see iPhone screens lighting up. And of course, it, the whole thing has been filmed and, and recorded, as you would expect. Yeah, and, and and obviously, you weren't supposed to take pictures of the of the vault no. either. Um, but people were flipping through the book, snapping pictures of the track listings, um, of which now allows us to know what's on the on the ten primary discs. Eleven still a mystery. Um, so. Well, okay. do you do you want to break the mystery or not? Oh, so, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we we know some you, of the if, songs that are going to definitely be on it. And we know that there is an eleventh disc. Yes, that's right. So he he 
I don't know why he didn't want to say it, so he kept saying there are at least 10 CDs, and there are at least 10 CDs. So obviously, if you flip through the book, you see there's an 11 bonus CD. Yeah, because it ends with My Uncle is a Raft is the very, very last song on the, the box. And it's also important That's to right. note that the book is a prototype. It's not the That's final correct. it's not yeah. the final production one. So while we've managed to get pictures of I think every single disc in there, a lot of the songs listed, this product according to Keith was not ready to go out for production yet. It is not there's not a warehouse with a bunch of vaults sitting in it. So everything we talk about could theoretically change. Gene could come back from the cruise and say, okay, I didn't get a good response from the people um, for this demo or, you know, and change things around. Ever, did, did they mention that during the presentation, that it's, it's not finalized, that there's, it's still, you know, kind of coming together and just about ready to go into production for the first January uh, presentations? I don't think it, it was worded like that, but they, certainly because they also have, again, I think executive producer events and all that, um, Gene apparently asks for people's opinions and, and so the, 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 um, the, the songs could, could change slightly, yes. And it was also mentioned that the book was, was indeed a, a prototype it, and a lot of people noticed a few uh, irregularities. So yes, it was. Uh, it, it people understand it. It was. Uh, it's a sample. Exactly, and by irregularities, one thing I've noticed people have commented on is grammar and commas and formatting and final copy appears not yet to have been done in the book, and and who knows what else. But again, of what I've seen of the book is it's impressive. It, the layouts are wonderful. Ken Sharp, as always. You know, when you think of someone who's the best person to talk with any yes, of the members she, of bands about the music and their history, he is, has always been my inspiration. He remains my inspiration. He's a great guy, a passionate fan, a wonderful writer, and does a fantastic job of everything yeah, he, that he's done he with told, the band. He told, he told me he had interviewed Gene several times for, for, for this uh, for the book. So I think that's how it, it happened. He would probably ask Gene questions. Gene would reminisce and recollect and, and Ken would write the, the notes to the to each song. Yeah, and then send them to Gene, and if Gene likes them, then it gets approved, and it'll be available for use, and then they'll decide how it fits and, and whatnot. I, w I want to start with a sample here from the presentation. Um, and, okay. And I'm going to play it for us, and it's going to sound horrible, and I'll cut in a nicer version, as I usually forget to do uh, for everyone else. So let's see. Why don't we start with, the, I guess, the first song that was played for the presentation which, which is, one was that uh, you, i was hoping i was hoping you were going to tell me it was actually christine 16 so here's a sample okay. of christine 16 from the presentation All right, I always get flagged for copyright, as is how business is these days. 
and rightfully so, because I don't own the rights that we're allowed to use a sample of it because we're discussing it and we're not using studio quality, etc., etc. Um, they don't go into the solo again. Ever. Uh, they're, they're staying far away from that. I will say my, my response to that is you guys are teasing us mercilessly, but it's so wonderful to finally hear these demos that, uh, you know, Gene yes. recorded with the Van Halen brothers back in, what was it, 1977, probably uh, March thereabouts, maybe. I don't, I, I don't I, know. The, he, no, actually, he said uh, after they came back from Japan. Okay, so that, that would have been April 77. I, think, I believe he mentioned uh, as an anecdote that they had returned from Japan and he called them at 2 a.m. in the morning and they, they recorded. Uh, I think he, 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 he discussed that, that story, yes. So you're sitting in the room and they played that. How's the audience reacting? Because I think we've already heard some of Christine 16. It was on their answer phone message. You know, once everyone yeah. found out that you could dial up and get put on hold, and they had a nice That's little right. montage right. Right. of music going around. Um, what are your thoughts on Christine 16? Uh, you know, every, I think everyone who wanted to, who wanted to hear the jeans box set whether it was called monster or super monster or whatever it was called people wanted to hear those three songs the the demos with uh with the van halen brothers so it's great to hear i mean finally like much like we we got to see the coventry video yeah. uh, before we've heard it for so long we got it and now the same thing we're 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 getting uh christine 16 with uh, eddie and and Alex Van Halen, so that's it's just um, you know you can't help smiling when you when you hear it. A year ago, you were helping out with work for the Japan Expo, weren't you? That's right. And of that's course, right. Gene brought cassette tapes with him, didn't he? Yes, he did. You have a good memory. So you you got very close to many of the things that will actually be on the vault because those cassette tapes were, of course, I got. The, I got very close. I I, I actually put the, those cassettes in uh, in bubble wrap myself. That, that that's amazing <laughs> and, and incredible. And anyone who's ever I, owned... I, I I didn't get I didn't get to hear them because obviously you can't play them and and it was a, of course a part of the of the deal that of course nobody was going to 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 get anywhere close to the to the actual tape to to play. But yes, I was, I was, I, I, we, we were holding them, and and I, and I put them in bubble wrap, and I was like, oh my god! And actually, you know, he, he was already in discussion to get the a, for, a form of his box set out, and I know that he was uh, trying to, to pitch the, he was pitching the idea to Japan as well. I, I remember seeing a picture of you holding, I think it was the Beth Gold record. Yes, I w actually, it's the I, w I was made for love in the it was, Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So, so I, 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 that day was abs was was the was um, unbelievable. I was at not only at his house in the morning, and I was at the kids' warehouse in the afternoon. I, I'll I'll never forget. So you've already had a vault experience, really, haven't you? <laughs> I guess you can say that. Yes, except I haven't. I I, I didn't get to hear any songs, but uh, it was uh, was was cool nonetheless. Well, you know, Gene, you can always sell air from the Kiss Warehouse to Kiss fans. This is what it smells like to be in the Kiss Warehouse, and uh, very few fans get yes. to go in there. But so. you know, jo joking aside, and maybe I'm 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 telling 
maybe one day he will sell tickets to visit his house and I'm sure people will line up to do it because it's it's uh, maybe it's a fan dream come true so who knows after the after the cruise after the vault visit my house or you you choose the number of dollars I'm sure Shannon would absolutely love that idea and uh, now you're on tape she knows who to speak with <laughs> if Jean comes up with that idea honey well, you know, I've got this idea It'll, it'll be after it, it, he moves out, I think. Uh, it, turn it, it into a not, museum. It's not like it's not like she can't uh, she can go to another house. I think they can, uh, and it's uh, the house is so big, by the way, that uh, you know it, it won't bother if ten or fifteen kids fans uh, wander through uh, through Jean's museum. It it's really is uh, quite a, quite a quite a view. Well, it could be a good add-on ticket, you know, the Shannon Tweed experience. Okay, we maybe we have something going there. <laughs> uh, she's a personality in her own right. Let's move on to another one uh, of the samples, and this is Tunnel of Love, again from the presentation. And uh, I'll just give you about 30 seconds of this before we talk about these demos. So. What I love about Gene's mid-70s demos is basically his vocals. And there's a real kind of bouncy vibe on these songs that, you know, just leave me smiling because they, they always sound different enough than the final released versions that that makes them interesting. I mean, I, I can just imagine being on the boat and he's played two of the three Van Halen Brother demos straight off the bat for this presentation. Yeah, I... first. Tunnel Love Love is one of my, my favorite songs from his solo album and it, at that time it was the first time I, I, had, I heard the demo. I don't think it was the, they released any samples or you could hear it before. So I was really happy to hear that and it's almost one minute so it's really long and, and I really like the way it sounded. I think everyone else uh, as, as well. So, But, but personally, yeah, I, it, well, the, the nature of the demo is that it's a bit rough and it's a bit... Uh, a bit heavier and I, I really really like that that uh, that clip because it was uh, it was again a first and uh, it sounded great I loved it yeah it very much fits in with the style of song Gene was writing around the time uh, you know a lot of which have made it out into circulation so you know a, a minute's worth of that is fantastic next up is I'm gonna play it and it's off Seems in this demo of Suspicious. We've heard a bit of that before, and of course, I gave uh, Jay Richter his shout out last time for rightfully pointing out that that ended up on a black and blue album. But what did Gene say about that song um, when they played it at the Vault Experience? I believe he said that some songs don't sound like Gene Simmons at all, or don't sound like Kiss. 
and that there were all kinds of, uh, of uh, experiments and all kinds of, uh, of different songs that uh, would, would be on, on the vault. I think that was the prelude to, to him playing that for a good reason because it, it really sounds uh, very different to what you would expect. Yeah, so, it, it's got a little bit more of a swing or a shuffle to the backbeat on it, so it, it's very, very awkward for Gene. It, it sounds very different. Uh, you know, I can't wait to hear that one actually because once I, you know, I was told that it was off that Black and Blue album. I went to listen to their song. And it's like, oh, that's a pretty good song actually, and I, I'm not a big fan of Black and Blue. So there you go. You, you find out a little bit more about a song and its history. You go and listen to another version of it, and all of a sudden. You're like, okay, that's that's pretty decent. Now I want to hear Gene sing it. Yeah, it's um, I think it's probably done from the 80s. You can hear the the, the the drum machine, and I think trying trying maybe to do to he was just being creative and and coming up with something that would not fit the the Kiss sound, and maybe trying to to uh, find uh, someone to to play or to to sell it to or to to have it have it perform. So it's uh. Again, Gene being very creative—that was one of the one of the message during his uh, his presentations that he loved to to create. That before the song was recorded, it didn't exist, and then he made it and it existed. He, he mentions that about uh, his his early uh, songwriting. So that he he finds it amazing that a song doesn't exist before he he thinks of it. He he records it and then it exists and. Uh, I think that was one one of the examples he uh, he used. And one of the fun things with Gene Simmons is I don't think he's ever sat down and written a song and says, "I can't do that. I'm Gene Simmons." He he has no fear of doing something that is not Gene Simmons. Is not a, say a Cookie Monster growl that he became in the mid seventies. Yeah, See you tonight's a great example of completely the opposite of what people expect of Gene Simmons, yet a lot of his very earliest songs are coming from the more acoustic uh, kind of, uh, what is it, Bob Dylan, more folksy um, kind, kind of perspective. Correct, correct. He, he will just uh, record in anything that... Uh, that that he, uh, he he can think of. That's why he always says, you know, I, I wrote 30, 40 songs for this album. Well, maybe we'll get to hear a few, finally. Yeah, and I, it will explain a lot, maybe, in the mid-1980s. Uh, did he talk about, um, you know, the other members of KISS or other musicians that appear on the vault at the presentation? Uh, he did mention that everyone, everyone is featured in... Uh, on the vault, Eric Carr and Ace and Paul, but without give even Vinny. Some, I think someone shouted from the audience, "What about Vinny?" And uh, I, he, I think he said Vinny is on one song, at least on at least on one song, but without giving too many specifics. And and maybe he's not always that accurate as well, because I believe uh, I don't think Peter Chris plays in any of the demos. But no, he, he didn't go into uh, into details as to who's playing, except when sometimes he said, "I play on all, I play all the instruments on certain songs." And that was very common for Gene. He would go in acoustic, electric guitar, then the bass, and drums, and, even drums, keyboards, sometimes picking backing yep. vocals. He said, "He can do it all." So next up is something seems to happen at night, and I'll let the music do the talking. Yeah. Yeah. 
ghastly. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure about that one. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. Um, okay, next. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's one of those things. Anyone who's uh, a musician or a creator, you know, I knock around on guitar. I sometimes get an idea. I just go go in, press record. Yeah, Gene does the same thing apparently, and uh, you know, it, I, I think he's brave. To be some of these things, I'm like, okay, I don't like that, but you know what? Someone else out there is going to say, oh, I love that, and it, exactly, exactly. You know, tastes vary, as does again. It's it's illustrating the diversity of what Gene does, and you know, they would have cherry picked things for this presentation for a reason. So now I'm I'm looking forward to reading about this one and why they chose to play this on what is basically a sales pitch. They want the people who are on the vault, um, I'm sorry, on the cruise, who haven't bought the vault already, to buy it by playing these samples. They're, this is like a Ginsu knife on a TV commercial in the 1980s. <laughs> you know, it can cut through cans. But, you know, so here's a little bit of all these different styles of music. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I may be scratching my head a little bit over that one, but maybe it appeals to someone else who now will drop $2,000 for the vault. Exactly. Maybe not for that song, but at least for maybe other artists that he just said, okay, well, I have this melody in my head, I'll play it, and maybe someone will buy it. Who knows? Exactly. The next song played is one that I was hoping was going to be on the vault, so I'm very relieved. I'm also very happy to get an advanced, you know, listen to it from this presentation. Eskimo Sun. Yes, when... when I, I don't know if he... Uh, I, th I don't remember if they announced. Yeah, I guess they, they must have announced it that we're going to play Eskimo Sun right now. And it was like, oh, wow, that's, a, that's a, again a, a gem that we get to hear. So please uh, play it. I hear and I obey. Okay, so obviously the, the audio fidelity on these samples isn't studio quality, um, but I'm ready to start singing Only You when I hear that. The melody, it's clear where that wonderful song on Music from the Elder comes from. So thank you, Gene, for sharing that on the cruise, and, and as a result, I get to enjoy that. And having done you know, the book with Tim on the Elder, to actually now finally get to hear you know, where some of these song ideas developed into maybe 10 or even more years later is just incredible. What, what, what did you know about Eskimo Sun before? I, I knew that um, he had taken I, I, the, okay, the melody, I had, I had basically. I heard the name. Okay. I had heard the name of the song, but I, I don't know the story. Do you, do you have more, more information? Yeah, or? just that, that it had developed into Only You 
for oh, music okay. from the elders okay. that he went back and revisited it and liked the melody or or some essence of the song and again you can hear it uh different lyrics and musically different but the the underlying melody is there for Absolutely. only you so yes 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 so he and takes it, a very early song and then in yeah. 1981 you know with bob ezrin uh actually no without bob ezrin because only you i think was the uh, no co-writing credits on that one. Okay. Yeah, it, it's uh, obviously, I think, what, 69? It's from 69 or 70? 69 or 70. And, this, this you know, yeah. when, I, when I asked Keith about some of the material, I asked him about uh, the Gene Simmons publishing tape because he did have a reel of a bunch of these songs that he sent out uh, to publishing companies that got rejected from. And Keith said, none of those are on there. However, it looks like that's not entirely accurate because uh, Nancy, which is the second to last song on the box set, may have been known by, they mentioned it in the song story, um, that he made up a word because he needed something that rhymed. So he, he made up the word Revis. And on that 1970 <laughs> uh, publishing tape was a song, A Revis in the Eye, which I, I'm thinking may well be the song because... Um, Again, we'll we'll find out. So interesting, interesting. You know, actually, one of the one of my the, my biggest wow moment when I when uh, we interviewed him in, uh, in in October when they played, I I got to hear. I believe I don't know if the title what how it, how it's um, listed on on the vault, but I guess Little Lady was oh, so yeah. going the. The 1969 version of Going Blind on organ, I was just blown away when I heard that. You know, the dun 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 dun. It's not on guitar; it's on organ. Yeah, and you know, who, you know who's playing that organ, right? I I I get I can imagine. Yes, it's yep. Brooke, right? Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So I was like, whoa, that's on there. That's that's fantastic. So yeah, hearing those. I I didn't know about the organ, so thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, 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 and I'm, and it's not, uh, John Lord Hammond organ. It's like church organ type, which, which make, which gives it a very strange, uh, oh, I, strange I, I, uh, I now have pictures feel. of like a Beethoven, you know, very, very, uh, well, grand. It, it took me two, three seconds to, to recognize. Da, 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 da. It's like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I know that song. So that was very, very cool. That's so another of the songs uh, that I'm it's... very excited to hear. And uh, Little Ladies, indeed, on the on the track listing. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to find it just quickly having a, a look through the, the whole thing. But uh, let's move on to... Yep. Let's see where we get to. Good morning, or laughing when I want to cry would be the one with Bob Dylan, and yeah, I'm not too sure. So he, he said they didn't, he didn't have lyrics, or 
and so he just he just scats na 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 na. I think that's the the origin of the song. And, and that would make sense because if you if you don't have the lyrics, then you start trying to find where the melody is by scatting words or yep. you know harmonizing. Um, yes, yes. But with Gene Simmons, you know, he's got a great voice. I always love it when he harmonizes. That was, that, that's that's yes, one of the yes, features yes, on yes. a lot of his demos. That's true. That's true. He's uh, it, he he he's a he's a good singer actually. <laughs> he's he's vastly underrated. He he's still a great singer, as evidence, you know, on, on the yes, recent tour yeah. and getting to see it. You got to see him play with a solo band, didn't you, in in Japan? That's right. That's right. So two shows. Yeah. So you, and you saw him recently on the cruise. So you I know saw, he's so recently. You know well. You know at. You know that he plays. Uh, my uncle is a raft live in a way. Yes, yeah. on the on the presentation, and he did a bit of see you tonight just on the spot. You know, and and he was not perfect, but he 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 he, he kind of nails it in in at without any uh, any warm up. He's he he can still sing. Yeah, definitely. He's, well, uh, you you've just taken us to the last two songs that uh, are on the list, so let's do a little bit of you know. Gene okay. just happened to have an acoustic guitar kicking around, right? That's right, that's and, right. And as he got to the end of the presentation, Paul Stanley, during the, the cruise, is doing his special acoustic set. Well, this year, Gene Simmons did a little acoustic set, didn't it? It was only two for songs. For free, for free. For free. We to hear it for free. So you didn't have to buy any jewelry, any artwork, any microphones. Gene Simmons wants you to buy his vault. And um, as, a, as a little treat for those people who are on the cruise who had sat through what was basically an hour-long presentation, here's a little bit of Monk is a Raft, Gene Simmons Live with an acoustic. Yeah. My uncle is a raft And he always keeps me floating so good to me he treats me tenderly John on the station <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are my uncle is a rap and he always keeps me floating he is so good to me he treats me tenderly I'll leave that one there because uh, that's just too funny. That is, of course, the last song on the box set. But and anyone who's watched Gene Simmons' Family Jewels has seen him kind of hum and sing that one before. And he's done it live with the Gene Simmons band. He a cappella, you know, just broke into a little bit of it. But, you know, good sense of humor. And it, it, I, I think that that song is, is really special to him. I mean, he, he prefaced it with for like a, a five, ten minute talk about how, of course, the Beatles changed his life. And, and though he explains, you know, I, 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 one day I learned to play the guitar and I know the C chords, the A minor, G and F, or F and, and G7. I think that's the main four progression. And, and all of a sudden he, he wrote a song and he was amazed and he recorded it and he thought it was the greatest thing. Of course, it's horrible. He says himself laughing and everyone's laughing with him. But to him, at was, he, I think he was 15 years old. Again, before recording it, that song didn't exist. And then so suddenly it existed and he thought he was the, the greatest thing on earth. And that hasn't changed, <laughs> obviously. 
um, you know, it was it was a great story. And so, if you put that song in context, it's a, it's a it's a great document and a great uh, a great present from 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 Gene, really. And it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's an important song to him, as you say. You know, anyone who plays music, plays an instrument, can probably remember the first song that they ever wrote. If if you create, I can remember the first one I ever wrote. I can still play it. So I, I get what he's doing. It. So it's not going to matter whether it's any good, because it's this is the start. And for him versus me, this is the start of a 50-year career where he became an American icon, you know, as a Israeli immigrant to this country uh, who made it to the heights of yep. rock and roll and is now as identifiable as American as apple pie and baseball, you know, kiss. Indeed, yes, 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 yes. yes. And it's great we get to hear it again. It's uh, one of those... Same like the, the Coventry video or the Van Halen Brothers demo tape. You get Gene's first recorded uh, recorded song. How, how, it's pretty cool, I think. That's going to be fun and exciting. Let's go back to uh, just back. Uh, there's two more songs that they played. And Bob Dylan and Gene Simmons, here's a little bit of their writing and music session together. You, 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 got, you got a certain kind of area where it can't really be given anything. Nobody will really, you know, it's got to be a Two That's not picked on either destruction, but by McGuire thing. So almost like a movie title. Okay, I'm not gonna do too much of that because it's very boring listening to people working together, uh, holding guitars. I think Tommy Thayer was there as well, um, a, a part of that session. But you know, Bob Dylan, another American icon of a folk and electric um, music, you know, America's poet in some sense. Um, you know, Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize of Literature. Yeah, you know, working with Gene Simmons, and obviously he did he, put he's out. He's very, he's very proud of that. That you can tell. You know, I have, th- I have three songs with Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, three, and I wrote three songs. So he, uh, he's very proud of that for sure. And I think one of the things that's important to remember with Gene Simmons is a lot of people took like the the reverse side of his 1978 solo album. All the people he thanked as like an ego trip that he was bragging. In a way, he was, but he was celebrating. He's like, I'm a poor boy who came from Israel, who didn't speak a word of English, who came to America, and here I am a few years later, and there's Cher, and there's Joe Perry, and there's this person and that person. So when he name drops a lot, and if you get to name drop Bob Dylan, it's because he's celebrating that he's come from nothing to working with someone like that, which is just the realization of his dream of going thing, going places that he never expected. So I think fans need to remember, it's, it's not just, I worked with Bob Dylan. It's like, I worked with Bob Dylan. Inflection is everything. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's why he re- even recorded the, the recording session. He obviously, uh, it, was ob- it was obviously something uh, that mattered to him, definitely. And one of the CD liners in the prototype book suggests that it's about 16 minutes of um, Gene working with Bob has been condensed down uh, to be presented on the vault. So I, I think that'll be the sort of song I listen to or, or track that I listen to maybe once and then it kind of gets filtered out of the playlist for the vault as I start narrowing down what I like. But it's still going to be very interesting just to hear the artistic creative side. Um, But it's not going to be something I want to listen to very often, probably. And that's fine. 
I don't have a problem with it. The next one's probably one I will listen to quite a bit, and it is In Your Face. What a great way to end this session. So that's Ace. Yes. But you know, I, I don't know if anyone knows, this song was on the Japanese version of Psycho Circus. Right, exactly. That was the bonus track in 1998. Yes, and, and that's was, right. Uh, Not the demo, obviously. Was this exactly the same track as on the Japanese box set? That's the question. Because obviously a couple of years ago now, the Psycho Circus kind of mixing sessions leaked and there are a whole bunch of alternative takes alternative guitar solos um different mixes of these tracks so it could be an unreleased version um, oh i'm sure yes actually i think there are uh, there there are actually two versions on the on the vault right I... one with gene singing it of course um ah, and the yeah. other one with ace singing it, and then ace rewrote some of the lyrics for the version which i believe goes on the japanese version of psycho circus okay okay so, so do, you, do you know do you know what year this was made for psycho circus or is it earlier this is 1998 this is uh totally psycho circus 1998 because he, he, he i think he erroneously said that it was eric car playing so he must have had confused well, it's 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 not beyond the realm of possibility that he recorded a version of his in 1988 with Eric Carr or with an Eric Carr drum loop. Gene was also known to take Eric Carr's drums and uh, have stocks of uh, just loops that he could use for backing to his demos. You know, basically. I, with I don't, I'm sorry, I just didn't. Um, you have the the song, all the songs that were played in that vault thing. Did they play "It's My Life" or they didn't play "It's My Life"? It's not on my list, and I kind of okay. went through the audio from the whole event, and okay. uh, so maybe I maybe I, I got confused. So in in my face is Ace Frehley, um, you know, and you know we we've just kind of talked about that. So who knows which version it may be? Is it one with different Ace lyrics? It's probably the same, you know, musical backing. So that probably means Tommy's on it and Eric uh, uh, Kevin Valentine. So. There's one last track that I want to talk about today uh, before we wrap up, and that is uh, Ultimate Classic Rock has been given the exclusive. Gene said he wasn't going to do any digital. Well, he did. He gave us all of Hand of Fate. So let's have a little bit of this because this one got a lot of people rather excited. That's very Gene Simmons, very, I guess, Carnival of Souls. I was going to ask you, probably Revenge Carnival of Souls-esque period, yeah. Yeah, I think it comes from that area. 
I, I can't remember if I've seen any of the text about it. But you know what? I think they're doing a good job. They're giving a little leaks here and there as as the samples that we've played today are good evidence of. They're, they're taking a little bit from all sorts of errors. You know, you've had a, a taste of the Gene demo for It's My Life already, uh, which was part of the uh, audio montage. So, you know, we've now got, about, I think, 10 or 15 songs that we've heard little bits and pieces of here and there that, that give you a good idea that the vault's very broad, all-inclusive, lots of different quality. Um, yes, you know, from I, I, I remember. I remember reading the you reading the, the the song the song list. There are a lot of titles to me that don't 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 resonate that I don't know. Of course, I noticed I think X-ray eyes, radioactive, those songs that you know. But then there are quite a few that I've never heard of. So it's uh, it, it's it's going to be quite an adventure to to discover all those songs. Of those, um, and, and we haven't discussed doing any of this beforehand, what are the sort of songs that have jumped out of you that I want to hear that for you personally? Oh, well, uh, I want to hear uh, Little Lady in Full, definitely, Tunnel of Love, uh, Got Love for Sale, who haven't haven't uh, heard anything about about that one. It's It's the third demo, correct? That's right. I don't think I've heard a, a single note yet. I wanted to hear the radio radioactive demo as well. Um, there's a there is there are a couple of with with their record. I I don't even remember the title that I want to hear. So uh, it's uh, quite 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 a few quite a few. It's quite funny. The ones that kind of interest me the most are uh, the Crazy Nights demos. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to hear those. Master of Flash is probably the other one because that was a street punk song and we've got the version that John Montgomery actually recorded back okay. in the day. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that one because that's, if any, you, I think you can go on YouTube and listen to it. It's a very strange song, so I want to hear what Gene did with that. All right, Alan, we're just about at the hour mark, which is nearly as long as the whole presentation. So if, if you want, can I just show some some visuals? Um, is it, if you want? Absolutely, please do before we yeah. wrap up because that's a great way to finish. So this was the the, the Japanese press release that we got when we were at uh, at the events. It's, so you can see it's the Warner Warner Music Japan that took care of the, it's taking care of the vault. Um, it's a three page with a lot of photos and a lot oh. of Japanese text. And we also got, I think every. Most people know uh, a USB uh, thumb drive with uh, "Are You Ready?" The whole song? No, no not the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> a sample, <laughs> just a sample, and it it, it also has actually a a, whole, a full video of uh, Epic Rides and uh, and and Kiss, and we got all kinds of of of, of goodies from from that uh, from that event. So that was pretty cool. Just wanted to show that because you know, not not many people get, get to see this, and and of course, a lot of people on the cruise probably got this uh, business card, GeneSimmonsVault.com. Why don't we mention it just for the fun? Well, yes, and Uncle Gene, I'm sorry we didn't say that at the top of the show. I, I made sure when I speak with Keith Alcourt that I remembered to get that in the show very early on today. GeneSimmonsVault.com, right there. Remember, you too could be a powerful and attractive man by purchasing. That's right. 
All right. So that's uh, the Gene Simmons Vaultcast episode two. A uh, nice opportunity to, you know, catch up with you, Alan, which is always wonderful. And uh, likewise, you know, likewise, and, thank you. And just walk through the songs and demos that were sampled during the Kiss Cruise. Go to YouTube. You can watch the whole presentation and hear Gene talk about all of these songs. You know that we've just played you know the samples from but obviously it's nice to get the perspective from someone who was actually sitting in that room rather than just watching the youtube video and not necessarily getting all the uh the context um i'm gonna ask one more question kiss cruise seven what was your favorite moment oh my god how much time do you have <laughs> i have to say i have to say i absolutely loved the Bob and Bruce Kulik set with Brent Fitz and Ted Dodkins. You have to mention the other two because the, the, the unit was fantastic. When they started playing Nowhere to Run, I almost cried yeah. because I love that song. So obviously you could expect they were going to play All American Man. They were probably going to play a few from Asylum. There's a video where you could see them rehearse Turn on the Night. But when they start playing Nowhere to Run, I just couldn't, could not believe how lucky I was. And then he plays Tough Love. It was, oh, I'm, what? From, from, from Revenge. They, he, they played beautifully, all of them. Uh, you know, who wants to be lonely? And then the crazy nights turn on the night thing and their, 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 their solo at the end. To me, the, the Kulik, the Kulik brothers set was definitely the highlight. I thought they were better than Kiss on that day. The Kiss acoustic set was great, of course. You know, Paul was 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 doing fine. Um, it was very MTV and plugged influence, but I but oh, I got to 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 hear see you tonight live, and how cool is that? You know, it's one thing to watch a DVD, but you are you are on a boat watching Kiss playing See You Tonight. That's pretty amazing. They did every time I look at you, which is a very rare one as well. So the Kulik brothers just absolutely killed everything. And then, of course, they had the indoor show, and they start with Tomorrow and Tonight, Sweet Pain. I mean, in terms of one, two, killer punch, that was it. And they end with I, and they play Is That You? So that's why I went to, to, to the cruises, to hopefully hear some obscure songs, some deep cuts, and I was really, really, really happy. So... To go back to your original question, my favorite moment, it was all that, being able to to hear uh, Bruce Kulik play Deep Guts and, and Kiss uh, visiting, you know, the Deep Guts as well. It was uh, it was it was great. I, I had I had a great time uh, thanks to the Kiss music from 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 all eras, you know, tomorrow and tonight, to nowhere to run, to who wants to be lonely, to is that you, to I, it was just a, just a, a feast, a kiss fan heaven. And of course, you got to hang out with a couple thousand really cool kiss brothers and sisters. And yes, yes, you know the the the, the electricity in the especially at the the show, uh, the the Kulik brothers show was there was a, a a lady behind me singing every word of every song and we were all like that and it was like oh is that awesome that's oh my god oh my god who wants to be lonely and now you tough love and 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 the solo album songs it was really 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 a fantastic experience if you're a kiss fan try to get on the cruise you will not regret it
yeah, I watched that whole uh, Kulik Brothers set yesterday, and I was just my, I was like, I was clapping. I, I I'm sitting in front of a computer screen, applauding and cheering and hooting like I'm at a concert when he rips into uh, Who Wants to Be Lonely, and obviously Nowhere to Run was also very cool. But that whole medley at the end, the crazy nights and to turn on the night, I was just going, you know, raise my fist and yell and shout and, uh, you know, like a thir- it, it, like a thirteen year old. It it was it was just a pre- killer killer precision. It was just just so well done. And, and you, could, you could hear on the recording the, uh, someone saying, "I'm gonna cry, I'm blubbering," you know. And I, and I totally <laughs> yes, get that, yes, you yes, know, yes, in a, yes. in the special moments that we get to enjoy. You know, obviously earlier this year I, I went to the Peter Chris show, and I'm sitting there and I'm you can hear me going, "I'm, I'm gonna cry," you know, <laughs> because it's just so emotionally cool to be yes. right there when you know someone who you respect and have enjoyed and has yes. uh, played so much music in your life play something special and they know it's special and you know that's it's right. special that's and right. todd currents oh my goodness what a great job he played bass sang uh, sang the, yeah. all the songs brett fitz fantastic canadian drummer cool guy as well um bruce and bob they they worked well it wasn't some slapdash thrown together don't care no, throw away not at all not they, at all. they, they gave they, it they, a lot of care yes yes yeah, they 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 were following Kiss, so you know they had to be good, and they just they were outstanding. They, they were not just good; they were outstanding because they followed Kiss. Kiss played from I think six thirty to six thirty to eight, mm-hmm. and I think there was one hour break, which I think that's when I had to to line up for the merchandising, and then went back because Bruce and they were starting at nine or nine thirty or so. So yeah, they were going on stage after Kiss. So they they, they really had to be uh, to be to be good. And as I said, they were they were just absolutely amazing. It was a it was a great great evening, definitely. Well, Alan, thank you for joining me. It's getting late, so let's bring this yes. to an end. GeneSimmonsVault.com. That is your place to go. Um, hopefully, this interests you, and you pull the trigger, and we get to see you at one of these vault experiences. So GeneSimmonsVault.com. Alan, thank you so much for joining me and giving thank us you. your thoughts on so many different things. Take Always care a pleasure. for now. Cheers.